But now on the line, we have John Carippo, the Chief Learning Officer at Q. John, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, good morning. You know, we're super excited to get your thoughts on a specific story here. I found a study by Burnmouth University Center for Excellence in Media Practice. And basically what they said is media studies and digital literacy should be a standardized pillar of education to combat fake news and disinformation. Uh, Now, let's just start with your thoughts on that. Do you think that is an accurate and founded conclusion? I think it's a, I think it's a conclusion you cannot ignore. How's that? Uh, yeah. If you've heard of Sagata Mitra, the famous uh, Indian educational researcher, he he gives he gives us he gives us three rules for uh, the future of learning, and the first one is reading comprehension. The second one is the search skills, but the third one is to protect yourself from dogma. And uh, he said we're going to be under assault from screens and screens and screens all over the place. And they're all going to be trying to convince us something. So I think it's really important to have an electorate that is able to sort through that. So I, I think this is a, it's a really important aspect to education. Yeah. And the main reason we wanted to get your thoughts on this is because, you know, though this is, I think, an exciting step for uh, the student and standardizing, hopefully, um, uh, an awareness of what it's like to consume media online. Um, I think the more B2B conversation is how do you build a curriculum around this? How do you actually structure something that's effective, that teachers can master, and that can be implemented in the classroom in a way where you can tangibly measure growth? Um, Yeah, that's really the main point we wanted to break down here. So what are your thoughts on that? How would you go about building a curriculum that focuses on digital literacy and media studies in the classroom? Well, the big thing I would tell teachers, first of all, you don't have to stop doing anything and you don't have to add anything. It's really just a matter of changing the mix a little bit. For example, uh, we've already been teaching uh, fact and opinion and we've already been teaching um, considering the audience and we've already been uh, teaching things like that in in essay writing for years. The, The shift is just simply working the media into the conversation. And I'll give you a quick example. Um, based on a lesson in our book, Edge of Protocols, um, we have a, a lesson called a cyber sandwich. And one of the things I have adult leaders do when they're learning how to do these protocols is they do a cyber sandwich. I'll explain that in a second. But I, I just tasty. grabbed an article off the <laughs> internet. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I just, I just grabbed an article that I found off the internet. Uh, here's an example. Uh, it turns out that you do not need to eat breakfast. And we all know the phrase, part of a balanced breakfast. That phrase was developed by a group that are called cereal companies to convince us that we needed to eat their food. (laughs) And uh, the scientists went through and did a study and they said, guess what? You don't have to eat breakfast. Some people prefer it, but your body doesn't have a bias towards or against breakfast. And that research came out in the 50s. And uh, it was paid for by cereal companies. So this article is really fun for people to read because the folks that do not like breakfast feel vindicated. They're like, oh, my God, yeah, this is true. I don't, All I need is a cup of coffee and I'm gone or some tea. <laughs> and so it's a great lesson on implicit bias. But we're also teaching kids about, um, you know, different perspectives on, on what we, you would call facts. Uh, there's also a neat table in there that shows that most breakfast foods actually have more sugar in them than uh, uh, desserts. So, you know, if you wanted to have cheesecake for breakfast, you might actually be doing better nutritionally than having cereal because uh, some things are just packed full of sugar. Uh, The classic breakfast muffin is a great example. So I think that's a really good example, have an English teacher 
can use just a slightly different article that's based on the internet and, and do, uh, give our kids a huge, um, favor by teaching them how to sort out what is fact and opinion. Uh, I've been using, uh, YouTube to teach reading comprehension for a shoot over a decade. Now you take TV commercials and you have kids analyze irony in the commercial. You have them talk about foreshadowing in the commercial. You have them talk about, um, characterization and types of conflict all based on a 32nd commercial. I'm rapidly raising kids reading comprehension hmm. uh, because we have to read it. We don't have to read for three weeks to talk about character. We can use flow from progressive or the Geico caveman <laughs> to think about conflict. And I'm going to tell you how effective this is every year after I've been doing this lesson for a couple of weeks, I have parents call me and say, you know what movie night, my kid used to just sit on the couch and watch. And now they're explaining all the stereotypes and cliches to me. You have <laughs> ruined the movie night. <laughs> oh, I love and that. And I tell them I I will take that with your teacher of the year award and <laughs> have a great summer. <laughs> John, one so last I, I think it's a, Sorry, it really is a great question. It's a really great question that you're asking. One last question uh, real quick. Just uh, from, from your perspective as someone that's been in the classroom for over 20 years, do you think that we need to be teaching more life lessons like finance, you know, taxes and things like that in the classroom these days um, and maybe adjust, <laughs> adjust our curriculum a little bit? All you have to do is look around a little bit, and, and the answer is yes. Okay, we have an electorate that doesn't understand why you should vote. We have people that are over-mortgaged on their houses. We have people that are buying stuff on Visa cards that they can't pay for. Mm. And and I don't even think it's a fair question, should we be asking things? And then, you know, the last piece of that is uh, we talk about academics, and we talk about all these things, but if you don't have people that are healthy emotionally and, and economically, you're not going to have a. You're not going to have the best experience as a country. So I think that we've we've left those behind a little bit in in the pursuit of reading and math scores. And it turns out reading and math scores don't predict very much, except for more high reading and math scores. So I think we need to build better rounded people than that. Absolutely. Well, John Cribble, thank you so much, the Chief Learning Officer from Q. Thank you so much for joining us this morning on Business Casual here by Market Scale. Hey, thanks for inviting me. It was great fun. This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. Tune in Fridays at 8 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com.